0: I'm Tom Dorsey. This is Paul Keaton. And it is the 1st of November, 2017. We walked in here and you said you had a good feeling about something. Yeah, this, well, this morning, as a matter of fact, this morning I was sitting down at my computer before I go to the gym. And I always look at my overnight emails and things that I need, you know, stuff coming from Indonesia and stuff I need to get handle before I leave. Hopefully someone's still awake at that point in time. And I was thinking about the markets. And I have this feeling, I've had this over the last few days or few weeks, that this is like the dot com craze. Many advisors out there are too young to remember being in the dot com craze. Mm-hmm. You gotta go back, God, 19, 20 years. You know, and how many people in the business today, especially millennials, have been in it for twenty years? The only thing they can do is think back, they can read back and say, Here's what happened. Nineteen seventy you wanna go further and go nineteen seventy two? Through 74, devastating time, but you can only, most people can only read back to that and see what 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 happened. I lived these things, and I remember the feeling of the dot-com craze. Everyone bought into it. Eventually, people who would never have changed the way they do business, i.e. point-and-figure charting and looking at stocks in a real way with supply and demand, would ever change that. And I saw many of our customers jump ship and just go with news. There was a guy who, Gilder was his name.
1: Oh, yeah, George Gilder.
0: George Gilder was the big uh, newsletter on technology. People gave up their craftsmanship to just follow that newsletter. Mm -hmm. I remember it until the year 2000 came. The year 2000 came, everything fell apart for two years, 2000 to 2002. Look at if you go back to... Performance on almost any stock that's been around for any length of time. You'll see two thousand two, two 2002 were down years. Well, during that time, though, anything that had the slightest, remotest chance of doing something online went straight up. I remember when Hanes Underwear said they were going to sell their underwear online, and that stock went straight up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anything like that. The cover of magazine that's in our boardroom, we have a whole boardroom filled with covers of magazines. Many of them go back to the dot-com days, like EMC. The people are going to need storage. You have to have storage. Who's got, who has storage? EMC does. But no one told them the cloud was going to come into existence. Mm-hmm. Now we don't need that storage that you thought you needed at that point in time.
1: Yeah, I remember back then, I mean, companies would just put .com after the name exactly, just to create the perception that it could be done online. I mean, you, you could have had a, you know, haircuts.com, and people buy the stock before they realize, wait, how are you going to get a haircut online?
0: That's right. <laughs> and that goes back, you could take it even further, to 1978 through 1980. Most people can, have not been in the market then. I was in the market. That was the gold craze. Anything that glittered went straight up no matter what it was. Mm. Stocks that were like um, $5 stocks ended up going up uh, to $50. It was absolutely amazing. Um, Now we have a situation in which I think we're in the dot-com days again, but this is different. This is the dot company that actually has technology days.
1: So when you say it's like the dot-com craze... Less about the bursting of the bubble, more about the technology that created the growth.
0: Exactly. Okay. This was like some of these companies back then had the idea that this is on the come. This is what we're going to do. So believe in us. Buy this stock. Look at Yahoo. Go to, eight, go to $700 a share mm. and look at the price now. So these are companies now that were on the come then have real technology today real stuff. Right. So it may have to do with solar, may have to do with autonomous automobiles, it may have to do with any kind of thing you can think of, but some of the most interesting companies are actually bringing that technology to the table today, and this is what's fueling the rally from here.
1: It's like a car show, and you go and you see those concept cars that are are probably never going to actually get put in production, but they look good, but that's kind of what the end of the 90s was. Great analogy. A lot of promise, but... You know, you couldn't actually start the engine.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, right. it, it looked great. Here's what you know. I look at those things. Here's this, here's a car and a come Man, right. I'd love to buy that.
1: Right. It never happens. Where now you've got a phone that unlocks by just looking at your face. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, you think about how fast technology is evolving now. I mean, I feel like the phone I've got is was kind of the latest and greatest thing not too long ago. You know, it used you know you the thumbprint thing to to open itself to unlock itself. And now that's passe. We've immediately moved past that.
0: Think of the disruption with phones. Are you old enough to remember dial phone?
1: Dialing a phone? Sure.
0: I mean, turn the finger. Oh, the rotary phone. The rotary. Sure, of course. We call it dial for the, put your finger in it and turn the rotary. Right. To the finger stop. Yeah, gotcha. Did you ever see that? I think I've seen seen it once or
1: twice I did that, yeah.
0: You actually did that? Sure. Okay.
1: Seems you're dangerous older, now looking back. You get your you fingers stuck in something like that, but yeah.
0: You're in your 30s. Yeah, yeah. All right, but the disruption then. Think about disruption in our business. In our business, there's disruption every single day, but we are, the, we are probably the best business in the world to mask it, obfuscate it, to keep the game going. Think back to May Day 1975 when the SEC deregulated commission. Do you know how many years it was like that before? That day came, I'll tell you, 183 years. Mm. 183 years, it was the good old boy club that you could not change. You change commission, you're out of the club. 183 years it took for all of a sudden a disruption to happen. SEC deregulated commissions, big time. So what was the disruption? Charles Schwab came into the business. Well, Charles Schwab comes into the business as a discounter. When I was back as a stockbroker, you can't remember this. You weren't even conceived yet or even thought of yet. The spread between the bid and the ask was 25 cents. 25 cents. So customers mm. would call in, they'd say, Tom, how's Texaco? How's Texaco means selling at 25 and a quarter, offer 25 and a half. Right. They would invariably put an order in at 25 and a quarter. Put it in 25 and a quarter. I finally came to the realization to tell Mr. Jones, if one quarter of a point makes that much difference, we got the wrong stock. Right. So let's buy it at the market. Most people put the order in 25 and a quarter, but the spread was 25 cents. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of money being made on that floor of the exchange in, in that spread. Then the next thing you know, the spreads come down to eighths instead of quarters. Pieces of eight. Eighths. Then it came down to sixteenths. Then it came down to thirty seconds. Then it came down to .10. Now we're there in mills. Mm. And you talk about disruption. What, what happened? The floor of the New York Stock Exchange, gone. American Stock Exchange, one of the most interesting places to have ever been to watch the action on that floor with the options exchanges and the stock exchanges, gone. They're all gone. Disruption. No one ever thinks about that now. So when you walk up to New York and go on an exchange, it's, it's in the cloud. Remember my vision of Merrill Lynch probably 15 years ago, maybe even more? And I use it in PowerPoints. If you went into One Liberty Plaza, which is where I started at Merrill Lynch, and I mm. went to training school there, and you walked up the stairs, every floor is empty until you get to the top. Mm. Then you see a bank of computers and a Maytag repairman sitting in the middle with his feet up on the desk. But now I would redo that and say, you know, you're not going to see a bank of computers. You're going to see the Maytag repairman sitting there with an Apple.
1: With an iPhone? Yeah, with yeah a, right. No, with
0: an Apple computer.
1: Oh, gotcha. Okay. Apple Computer. So what is it? So you, know, you had all this, this uh, technology that was developed, much of it in, in the late 90s, taking advantage of the, the new connectivity. What is it about now that makes you feel as though it's a new technology, not bubble, but it's a, a new growth spurt?
0: Because we actually have now electric cars hmm it was back in a concept 10 years right. ago maybe 15 right, right, years right. ago which seems like yesterday especially when you get to my age um, not for you that's probably half of your life but I mean for me it's just a blink of an eye and now we now we have those cars
1: so it's gone from concept to actual production. And take, a lot of this technology is now talking to each other.
0: Take solar back in 1974. Right. Solar in 1974, we had embargo, oil embargo. Right. And there was, there was uh, automobile lines and whatnot. You wouldn't remember that because you weren't around. But it was like on Tuesday, you could get your car. <laughs> I love to do that. <laughs> Tuesdays you could get your car filled up if uh-huh. you had a certain number on your plate, if you were odd or even. And the big thing back then was Solar. Now everything's going to be solar. We can't get... Okay, the Saudi Arabians have put us into a boil embargo. We're now going to be solar. Way ahead of its time. Now it's not ahead of its time. Now solar is the name of the game. Solar can be the one thing that would be able to power these electric cars without upsetting the, the grid.
1: Oh, so maybe part of it came from plugging the car in at night, but part of it came by... A solar, yeah, cell, so you, you know, a fueling system that was a just fueling system,
0: and yeah. that and that you had something that could capture that electricity and hold it, right? And and this is be, becomes beyond me, but I'm seeing this happen now. So when I tell you, your kids are probably not ever going to drive a car; they're not going to.
1: Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah, thank.
0: Exactly, <laughs> but my point is, all this technology that was on the come is now here. It's going, and that's what we're going to have is this technology craze of stuff that's really happening now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Seven years ago, was it seven years ago when the iPhone came out? Was it seven or eight or what?
1: Well, it's the iPhone ten now, which is you can now order. And, so it came, comes know. out every year. Yeah, something like that. It was it was around ten years ago. Yeah.
0: Then go back to two thousand and seven. Is it when the first ones come out? Yeah. And what did Wall Street say in their infinite wisdom? These guys that are on CNBC and Fox and all that—that that Apple was going out. There's no way Apple is gonna continue on. It's twenty dollars a share. It's looking for a door to file bankruptcy. And what happened? Stock went to twenty went to from twenty to forty. Then went from forty to eighty. Then pulled back a little bit, went to one hundred sixty, then went to three hundred and twenty, then went to six hundred and forty. This is what's happening. So when you think that this stock has gone as far as it's going to do X Y Z that makes a certain thing that helps that helps the solar b- battery, it probably hasn't. It's probably got a lot further to go. That's what I mean by these dot com things. The second you think it's over, it's not.
1: Well, I know that in our industry as well, you've had the confluence of a lot of technology technology that was there years ago. Right, I mean, Salesforce you know, created one of the early, you know, CRM systems, you know, taking a Rolodex and making it digital. Uh, however, today, that CRM capability at many firms, it communicates seamlessly with trading back office stuff, the the clear inside of the business. Um, the, the trading side can communicate with an advisor's models that they can run through a discretionary platform all of that stuff doesn't just exist, but it talks to each other mm-hmm. And that's allowed the productivity in this business to go uh, and and evolve at a time where it absolutely has to. and it's also obviously that sort of thing has fueled the growth of the Robo advisor industry, but it's also at many of the you know many of our client firms. It's created a platform for an advisor to do so much more than they could have possibly thought of doing 20 years ago.
0: And the reason that they have to be able to do that, prices are coming down. Oh, absolutely. You've got to become more productive. What was the key of Dorsey Wright & Associates' um, success over the years? It was because we went to technology the second it was available. So as the prices came down, our, our service was XYZ 30 years ago. It's come down significantly to where it is today, as everything else has. Mm. But the value of the company increased because our productivity increased. When you think of an advisor whose productivity can increase because APIs are now open, and the customer comes in and says, wow, you can see all of my accounts everywhere. I mean, you aggregate the whole, wow, this is cool. Well, it's not so cool because everybody else can do it. Go to any firm down the street, they got it. So what value do you bring to the table? What are you going to bring to the table?
1: Yeah. And that, that's the key part is understanding what it is that everyone else also has because mm-hmm. then it's no longer cool, right? You have to have it. You're expected to have it. But recognizing that everyone else has it is, uh, makes a big difference. If Amazon said, well, you know, we're, we're, the, we're the it place to shop because we've got free shipping, well, you know, everyone has free shipping now, right? That's... That's not a a new thing. But it's not
0: just free shipping. It feels good to to shop there, doesn't it?
1: Sure it does. I
0: mean, all of a sudden you're sitting there one day and you're thinking Amazon.com. Damn, I'm going to go on Amazon.com and see what I can buy. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm going to see what my friend bought. I'm going to see what people just like me bought. That's right. You know, maybe I'm going to buy coffee from Malaysia. Or white coffee. In fact, you ought to try this. White coffee from Malaysia. You're going to love it. (laughs) You got to love it. Just go on Amazon and type Malaysian coffee and there it is.
1: Well, the, the thing with Amazon is you go in to buy a pound of coffee, and before you know, you're left with a Keurig machine, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, an in-house barista service or something like that. Exactly.
0: <laughs> because here's one of the things: Paul Zane Pilzer is, some, is somebody that, that I think everyone should read and get to know. To me, he is a futurist. He he really had a lot to say to me when I needed to hear it. Early days of Dorsey Wright and Associates, and one of the things that he said he was talking about as far as technology is concerned, is all companies have the same technology now. Back was a day when, when you think, when, the, when the, the Japanese made the best cars. Mm-hmm. They had the technology. They had the just-in-time inventory. They had everything just right. Well, all of a sudden now, General Motors cars look just as good as, as the Japanese cars. The engines are just as good. They go just as far. There's, not, there's nothing that you can put inside a car today that everybody doesn't have. Mm-hmm. So as Paul Zane-Pilzo said, the edge that you're going to have is distribution. How do I distribute those cars? How do I do it so that's where I—that's where my axe is, that's where I make my money, is in being able to charge you less for that distribution? Because the distribution can be getting the, char- the car from Japan to the United States or wherever it may be made can be 30% of the cost of the car. So how do I get that reduced? Well, they found a way to do it. One of the things that's happened here is Amazon is, is available. Not only can, and Amazon doesn't even advertise they can do it cheaper for you. Right they're even try to, they're not saying we can do it cheaper. you're going to have a lot more fun.
1: <laughs> right you have, you have more fun and it's going to get to you, you know, plausibly faster than it would any other way. and then but you know Amazon, you know, that was something that began for them. That was a, a late '90s um, you know technology development, and I remember you know Jeff Bezos, he was on the cover of Time Act well, he was Person of the Year in 1999.
0: And you could assure the stock right there. You could
1: assure you the stock, and it, it, you'd be right. It was down, you know, eighty some percent. Yep. You know, over the next few months, and so Amazon was um, for a while. That obviously their early business business wasn't enough to sustain, or it was kind of like it was the concept car, if you will. But it took years for them to really get it into production. Right. And then what happened about ten years ago was, you know, they sort of redefined the business, and not only did they sell other people's wares. But they then created their own proprietary products.
0: Exactly. That's the coolest thing in the world, selling other people's wares. Come it's on. great. You want to sell something? Sell it through us. We'll take a piece.
1: But as other people entered that, Amazon today is 50% of all online business. 50% of every e-commerce transaction is through Amazon. But a lot of their growth now is their own product. The Amazon Echoes, that sort of thing. And so it's not just, I mean, today they sell more items on Amazon than there are people in the U.S. to buy them. It's more than 400 million things you can buy on Amazon, but a lot of their growth has been now moving into the high margin—the Amazon Echo, the Amazon Kindle, that sort of—all that, all those things that Amazon has created uh, on their side into the Amazon Prime content, you know, the different media shows and things like that that they create, and so they're constantly evolving for, I would guess, the primary reason of, you know, staying leading edge.
0: So, what's our brokerage firm customers doing in this business, Wall Street? How are they constantly evolving?
1: The proprietary product has to be the thing that not every other advisor at every other firm or robo place has, and that's the portfolio management. It's got to be. I mean, that's the the story that the advisor, the disciplined, rules-based approach to investing.
0: Well, is it the portfolio management? Because can, can computers manage the portfolio? The answer, I'm going to answer it for you. It can.
1: Sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They, they can create a pie. They can allocate it. They can rebalance it. And you know, do, End of year, middle year, quarter of the year, whatever you're looking for.
0: So to me, where the advisor gets the edge on that is like Bernadette Jiwa, who is from uh, Australia. And she has a service uh, that I take. It, it's, a, it's an email service, and it's for free. And it's called the story of telling. And in other words, how do you tell people something? How do you explain something? How do you how do you sit down with a customer and say, "This is what my system is going to do for you." It's something I would do by hand, but we're in the technology days today. Why would I do it behind by hand when I can let the computer do it? It's relative strength. It's how relative strength works. I spoke to probably 75 to 100 people the other night in Sarasota, Florida, to explain to them for. One of our great um, uh, clients, um, and explain to them what relative strength was and how we did it. Mm-hmm. And the unique thing about that is, in 40 minutes, you can explain that, get it to them. It's the whole art of the story of telling. Because from that point in forward, relative strength can pretty much work itself. Sure. So, how do you explain, how do you get people fired up to do what you want to do? And I think that's the story of telling. I have too many people that I talk to that want to use terms that are like standard deviation, Monte Carlo, mm-hmm. supermarket, there's a big word. Yeah. Throw that in there. Sure. You know, that, but you have to be able to break it down to the lowest common denominator. And the APIs that are open now that can use each other, like when you go on to, to Alexa, say Alexa, um, I want to play Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young, Reeves, and Taylor, and they'll say, and then you have to say, get it from Spotify. Okay, there's an API that's open, so right. Alexa goes right to Spotify and, and and gets that. We're in such a unique time, and I don't I don't want the brokerage industry to begin thinking that there's something special and something different because technology is going to visit them too. Look at look at Watson now that's selecting stocks for ETFs. Yep, Watson's now in the ETF business.
1: And that's amazing technology there, but it's it's a, just essentially a, a new delivery system for what, what something that Watson's been able to do for probably a while now. Yes, but it's now a new delivery system offered you know right through a, a, a wrapped up single QCIP product. So these are the types of things that when you sit back and you say that it feels like the late nineties. These are the types of things that trigger that for you. It's seeing the technology not just exist, but function Function. and talk to each other. Yep.
0: And if you want to get an idea of, of, like, one of the things that I talk about that I think is most important is ETF alchemy, which is a, a term I coined. And in essence, what I'm saying is, how can I take A plus B and make C? Two things together. Can make a big difference. If I take the PDP and add the SPLV, then I've got a different product. If I if I if I if I weight that seasonally, sell them and go away, I create a different product. So how do you put that together? So what I want anyone listening to this go to, go on your on your your system and and um, get Cooking Light. Get the free version of Cooking Light, and you'll see what I mean by being able to put things together. It's the coolest site you've ever seen. Great graphics, but you can put your meal together by, it will tell you whether you have too much sugar, if you have too much calories, you have too much whatever. It, it will, you've seen it before. Yeah, it yeah. gives you green or red or large red or small red, but all of a sudden you put a meal together and you see nothing but red across. You say, I can't eat that. <laughs> so in the dessert, i got I got to make a change. So you find another change to put the dessert to green, and the next thing you know, you've been able to put together a dinner... That's you wanted. You wanted pork. You wanted uh, vegetables and things like that that are that are all green. That's what you're going to do with a portfolio. So with within my, if I'm a mo- moderate investor and and there are certain things that I want in my portfolio, you got to make sure mine turn up green. Mm-hmm. It's unique, and I think it's a great way right. to explain to a customer what you do. Is cooking light? Get the free version. Cooking light. Yeah. Darn, we could talk all day like this. <laughs> Let's go ahead and end it. <laughs> Thank you.